From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to week 41 of the Foot Weekly podcast and I'm here in a bit of an experimental episode uh, for the first time on the Foot Weekly pod, I think it's the first. I have four guests with me, which is going to be tough in itself, but it's also four guests that have never been on the podcast before and I think maybe three of them haven't been on any podcast at all, but they have been on the global stage. So it will be interesting to say the least. We'll start off then by introducing someone who is around and about the foot scene at the moment um, professionally which is interesting and uh, is a clue to what we might be discussing quite a bit on this week's pod uh, and that is Edgar and Edgar is an esports and sports psychologist. Uh, welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the lovely introduction. I mean you kind of summed up well right there you know. I focus on helping people perform better um, using sports psychology so that's it in a nutshell you know. Confidence, motivation, anxiety, beliefs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all things very familiar to uh, most players of FIFA Ultimate Team, I'm sure. And we'll get into that more as we go through this podcast. But first of all, I'll let you drop some names in. You've worked with some pretty big organisations, haven't you? Yeah. So I've worked with Fnatic, Hashtag, Roma and Man City. And, you know, like I said, just helping them just get the best out of their FIFA career. But, you know, everyone's played FIFA and everyone knows how FIFA is, but actually going on the competitive stage and, you know, feeling that environment and seeing and helping them, like, control their emotions and, you know, really perform at their best is has been something I've been really, really interested in and obviously applying it for the last year and a half now. Yeah, and you've obviously also studied it, right? That's your profession, if you will. Yeah, so I did, like, an undergrad in sports psychology, got a first in that, and then also a master's in applied sports psychology. There's been a lot in it, but... I mean, I'm really just happy to actually use what I've learned. But, you know, obviously when you're going through lectures, they don't tell you about, tell you about you know, how you can apply it within FIFA. Everyone's talking about mm, traditional yeah. sports. So it's been, a, it's been a very interesting journey. And everyone's like, oh, you really work, you work there? And the next thing you know, they see my big head at the background behind like text or <laughs> hashtag Tom. It's like, what is that? <laughs> it's been a very well, good journey. I'm looking forward to getting some of your maybe more professional insights than uh, we'll be able to provide <laughs> uh, across this podcast. But I've got three professional sports people to bring in here. Let's start with a sport that would be definitely familiar to everyone listening. We'll start with uh, Tom Petz. Tom, you're a footballer for Lincoln City in League One. That is correct. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, yes, we won League Two last season. Yeah, got promoted to League One, so it's um, yeah, it was good to, to win a league and good experience playing a, in a new league and a higher league than I've ever played before, actually. Yeah, congrats on that. And I'm right in thinking you got into football, maybe a slightly less conventional route. Yeah, I think, like you said, most most players are at an academy at 13, 14, 15, and and they're pros at 17, 18. I um, I was never in an academy myself, so I went down the route of um, college and university, playing semi-professional football and was lucky enough, I think it was at the age of 20 or 21, to get a trial at Stevenage. And they'd just been relegated from League One at the time. So went into trial not really thinking thinking I'd get very far, but got a call that, that summer to say that uh, I'd be successful in the trial and want to offer me a, a professional contract. So to hear that, 
um, after probably at 2021 you start thinking okay well I'm not going to make it as professional and start looking at different avenues and I was actually looking to become a, a teacher so to suddenly uh, be told you're going to be a professional footballer is it's life-changing and it's um is a it's a nice story for for when people ask how I, how I got into professional football. Yeah, definitely, and it's always interesting to find out about professional footballers and uh, foot itself. I want to ask you a question about your own uh, card, I guess, an ultimate team. But I'll leave that yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll introduce our other two guests. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about foot before we talk about sports psychology mm-hmm. and things like that. We've also got um, professional England cricketer and supporter of the podcast, which is fantastic, Stephen Finn. Finney, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me. You've got a very familiar voice. I've listened to you a lot over the last year or so, so it's, it's nice to have a conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's great to have you on and thanks for all the support. Uh, it's fantastic. It's going to be hard somewhat and I'll introduce the other guests that we have as well because um, you're both England cricketers. So Sam Billings, welcome. Thanks a lot. Again, thanks for having me. Um, I've listened also because of Finney. Uh, he's rubbed off on me and told me to listen to the podcast <laughs> uh, regularly. So uh, again, it's nice to have uh, conversation and thanks for having me. Ah, pleasure's all ours and really appreciate you coming on today. Uh, in terms of both of your significance in cricket, I mean, actually quite a few people who don't follow cricket, perhaps a lot of people in the UK will have heard of both of you. I think what you like, 400,000 followers or something, Finney on Twitter? Yeah, I think it's something like that, yeah. He's been around that long. That was when Twitter was really big to start off with, you know. Like. Yeah, <laughs> right. Is that the excuse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm more Instagram, I think. Instagram generation, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, right? I'm a bit younger than Finney, so yeah. So yeah, I'm more Yeah, that passed me by. <laughs> and also, you know, as I was doing my research for the pod, I noticed on Wikipedia, your nickname, Sam, is Bilbo. I was looking and I was thinking, is it because you're really short? But you're 5'10", which, which is not especially oh, short. six you know? foot now, that, that is, <laughs> mate. Six foot now, thank you. You're not six foot as long as the day is. There's no chance. That <laughs> five, is five eleven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but then I looked at you, Stephen, and you're obviously six foot seven. And what was your nickname? Watford Wall or something? Is the that Watford Wall? Yeah, that's the, the most polite Watford one. Wall, though, yeah. yeah, you you couldn't call me a number of the ones that Sam's called me over the years. But yeah, there's. <laughs> there's a very uninteresting backstory to the Watford wall but basically it's where I'm from and then I once played an innings with the bat that I'm not particularly renowned for um, that lasted a long time and, and some bright spark on Twitter decided to call me the Watford wall and unfortunately it's stuck since then it's <laughs> no, good so it's not even actually relating to your height which is a surprise to me but there we go. <laughs> let's throw Sabin at the deep end here with our North American listeners in mind, I guess most people probably don't know the rules, even if they're from a country that plays cricket or has plenty of cricket. What would you say <laughs> yeah. is the best way to understand it quickly? It's a more complex version of baseball, basically. And instead of running around yeah, I think that's a good way of explaining it. to different bases, you just run between one base and a straight line, basically. That's probably the <laughs> easiest way to uh, describe it, I suppose. But the ball also bounces once as opposed to being on the full toss. So, yeah, Stephen is a bowler, mm-hmm. I'm a batsman, and I think that's pretty self-explanatory. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty cool sport. So, uh, we'd like to go and tour America. That's probably one of the only places where we haven't, or cricket isn't played. So, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get over to America. Yeah, yeah. So, if people can start mm-hmm. pushing that, that'd be ideal. 
Los Angeles, preferably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> LA, California. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, isn't it? Because it's such a popular sport. But I guess you know, just history means it hasn't reached North America, really. But uh, yeah, campaign starts here. Any listeners want uh, <laughs> Finny and Sam to play in your North American backyard? Then uh, there we go. Get in touch. But no, I wanted to move on to you, uh, Tom, because you obviously have a card in foot. People can find the card, Tom Betts. But you do also have that pro player card, which is pretty phenomenal, right? But then a lot of people don't realise because so many players request them, there's often a bit of a delay. So I think you were saying off air, you know, you got your one last year much earlier in the year. And that was obviously better than getting it yeah, more recently yeah. this year. Obviously, having a pro card player card is, is going to be good. But when you're getting it in January against teams that have still got gold, gold centre-halves and gold full-backs, it helps. But now you're playing against 99 defenders, it's... It's a bit of a level up, but it's enjoyable to play with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really, I mean, it, it must be pretty cool. Although I guess you also probably get loads of messages and like things like that where, where maybe, I don't know, draws a bit of attention to yourself. Yeah, I mean, each game starts with the same routine. You get into the game straight away, they start, they press start, they pause it. You'll get a message from, oh, <laughs> are you, is, this, is that you? <laughs> it's just like, honestly every game the same. It's always at least two pauses at the start of a game. Just, uh, I don't know why. It's like, look, I, do it at the end of the game it's so frustrating now but no it's you get some nice messages actually um some oh, yeah. saying, oh, i've never played against a pro before or oh, how do you get yeah. your card but you get some idiots that can can give you abuse for it and mm. i don't really know what you're going at me and mate, but it's, it's nice it's um it's good yeah, yeah. No, it's a really good novelty thing to have. And talking about uh, novelties, I mean, as I said, we don't really have pro players on the pod or professional footballers anyway. And I wanted to ask you something that I've always wanted to ask people about their FIFA Ultimate Team cards, which I never see get asked on, you know, programs and things. It's always about the face card stats. We ask the big questions here. So is that medium, medium work rate fair? <laughs> oh, good question. Um yeah, I would I would say that's fair. I would say that's fair. Um, I'm not. I'm okay. not. I think I've, they might have been generous with the medium for the defensive. To be fair, <laughs> <You're right>. um, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's that's uh, no, nice to see actually. And the uh, three star skills. Yeah, what, what do you think? I'd, I'd I mean... take it. I think I used to play out on the wing, which I uh, yeah, mm. used to obviously use a lot more skill than I do now. I play more central now. Are you ever tempted to sort of throw in a four-star skill move yeah. and then oh, send a clip? Yeah, oh, I would be. Two <laughs> <laughs> videos. No, I'll take that. I mean, my weak foot four. I got four-star weak foot, which now like I'm playing with my pro card works a dream. Mm. That silver card that you've got does have. We should let this know. Eighty-seven agility and eighty-five balance, which is pretty strong. Yeah, as far as a sixty-five rated silver goes. Yeah. Let's not talk about the aggression. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was literally the next thing I was going to say. I was going to say, but is thirty-five aggression fair? Yeah, I mean, it's probably fair. Is that? I mean, even on my pro card, it's like okay. I think it's like 60, 67 yeah. or something. If it's the, that's the lowest stat by about 30, 30, uh, 30 attributes. What's your aggression well, like well. when someone shushes you all the way to the halfway line <laughs> and then dabs? <laughs> I, mean, I went to ninety-nine today. I tell you that much. <laughs> Do you guys have banter like if? In the dressing room, if when FIFA's released and someone's got a two-star weak foot or a one-star weak foot, surely they get yeah. ripped in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there was a cricket equivalent and someone was pony at something and uh, you'd just rib them and they wouldn't ever live it down, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our coach, well, he was player coach. He still he was still signing player, Jamie McComb. I think it was on this, but it was definitely on the last. He was the slowest player 
on FIFA. <laughs> slower than Busquets. Yeah, no honestly, he was the slowest. <laughs> he was the slowest on FIFA. We used to batter him about it. Like, Maka, you've seen your pace on FIFA. Come on, I'll give you a race. I'll give you a race. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely had a bit of banner about it. Why don't we ask you that? <laughs> aside from this pro player card, who is your favourite foot card that you've used this year? So, without icons, so I have got three icons that EA gave as well. Prime Moments, Eusebio is like the best card I've used, mm. even on drafts, to be fair. He's, he's insane. I've got R9 as well, prime, uh, Moments, and Hullet. Mm. But out of them three, I'd take Eusebio over all three of them. Apart from them three, I'd say probably Van Dyke center half guard just how strong he is and how he just never gets any like 50-50. You know you're coming out with the ball. Is that team of the season or just generally this team season? Team of the season, that's it. Yeah, team of the season so far. Fantastic. Let's move on to uh, Sam then. Sam, who's your favourite card of the year? Moments, Dino. Unbelievable card. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's actually made made it really fun actually playing with it. And also I bought this week, team of the season so far, Cristiano. And the bloke just does not miss. So, uh, yeah, as a Man class. United fan as well, he's he's kind of revolutionised it the last kind of couple of weeks. I thought you nearly played for Tottenham, not Man United, but uh. Man United <laughs> fan. Though. He's finally had the chance to go to Old Trafford. Now they're letting fans in on the electric screens. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can send a he can send a photo in, and then finally he's gone to Old Trafford. It's good. Oh, it's <laughs> Turn up. Uh, you know what the uh, depressing thing is. The last last game I watched before lockdown was Watford away, and uh, Finney took me along as as his guest as a massive Watford fan, and we got absolutely played off the park. <laughs> so <laughs> that, uh, regularly, that was absolutely. Oh, it was just one of the worst afternoons. It was enjoyable, but uh, <laughs> me oh and my, my mum had a great afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> abuse from those two was relentless so that wasn't good fantastic uh yeah so Ronaldo you'd say is your player of the year this year what about one that's a bit more affordable someone that you know mere mortals can afford um well I will say Bruno Fernandes the card this week but some strong Manchester United bias here, absolutely like. but it obviously takes a while to to play those games but generally yeah it's just again really fun for me as a Man United player and it's completely free I think that's this summer heat promo is as good as any promotion that they've done this year. So it's, it's made a lot of cards very affordable and, and top tier mm. kind of thing. What about you then, Stephen? What, what are your thoughts on uh, on cards you've used this year? My favourite card and the one that I, I sort of sold him at one stage and then just bought him back straight away was Neymar, just the base 92 Neymar, um, who now is, I think he's about 200,000 coins now on PlayStation. And... Mm all the times when it's important at the end of a weekend league game and you need someone like five star week for and, and just he just scores somehow and he just keeps the ball all the time so he's probably the one card that all the way through fifa right from the beginning has just been in my team mm. and i can't even with all the team of the year and i can't afford on my account the team of the year um Neymar or anything like that so just his base one is, is always been good enough yeah me. definitely I think it's that unique animation unique running style really catches people out those players that have the unique animation types and running types are always 
have that little bit extra mm. something. I think it's maybe your opponent's inability to kind of track their movements as they move in a slightly different way to the way that they're expecting players to move. So, yeah, the, he is, is so good and still an exceptional card. Right. I know, Eddie, you've said that you're not playing so much foot and you'll probably sit this question out so we can hear more from you around uh, the psychology side. And that's what we're going to get into now because I want to start talking about, I guess, sports and foot and how the two kind of connect because you three are all playing professional sport. But I know from chatting uh, to some of our cricketing friends here that maybe uh, despite the ability to remain calm in massive England matches, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily translate into playing weekend league. And so it'll be interesting to talk about what it is about foot which gets people so wound up because I'm someone actually myself who's quite chilled about things. I, I'm competitive, but I suppose... I've never really found that I get myself too wound up about foot. And I don't know whether that's just because actually when I play foot, I'm as much playing to win as I am to kind of score nice goals and have a bit of fun with the way I play. I, I don't make decisions that always are the ones that are going to get me a goal. Sometimes I'll do a skill which I know is not going to be the most effective thing to do, but I do it because it might look cool, <laughs> which is somewhat silly and definitely loses me games, but at the same time maybe means that I'm not so invested in the same way that I know a lot of people get in foot and I totally understand why people do because everyone wants to win yeah. and I guess especially as you're all competitive professional sports people maybe that actually translates more so into feeling like you really really do need to win even though you've not been training all your life to win in foot <laughs> if that makes sense um, but let, let's let's hear from each of you then and we'll start then with uh, Finney then what is it would you say is the difference between playing foot and playing professional sport and why is it that you would say you might get more wound up about FIFA I think well for me anyway it's the not being in control of stuff so for me as a sportsman a cricketer and being a bowler I've practiced all the things that I would go out there and do on any given day and and I'm sort of in control of that I think the thing that winds me up about FIFA sometimes is the fact that you can perform a perfectly executed tackle but your player can just I've had it a couple of times this year where you like perform a tackle it should get the ball and your bloke just ends up rolling around on the floor holding his face and the <laughs> other guy walks through and and slams it in the back of the net and then shushes you and I think it's more the like it's the it's the not being in control of those little moments that are important. I think that winds me up about the game um, mm. sometimes, and, and and yeah, sort of not being in control in that moment um, and not being able to influence that um, is the thing that winds me up. As opposed to when when you are playing cricket, you've practiced everything that you're doing, and, and you're ultimately in control of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And and actually, I think DJ has slightly preempted this because his question says, uh, how do you re remain calm, focused and able to continue to play at your best when luck is against you? Is it the same as maintaining your bowling accuracy when the slips keep dropping chances? Uh, so that's the idea that... <laughs> he abuses us, don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sam will be there waiting to catch the ball as it comes off a oh, bat. And, you know, similar to, to baseball, it will be uh, out as, as, as one of those players catches the ball off the bat. Uh, and basically DJ's saying, well, you know, you can't control what people are doing in the slips. They might drop the chance to to catch someone out. Yeah, I think also, though, it's the competitive edge to foot and, and the rewards that make it so pressurised in that instance. Like, I 
I only really get stressed about the weekend league. So it's the weekend league and trying to get to... So my best finish this year has been 20 and 7 and I couldn't bring myself to play the last three games to get elite just because I knew how stressful it would be. So I was like sort of trying to get those rewards and that's what's in the back of your mind all the time. And I think that like in these last few weeks when we've been doing these, uh, the Bruno objectives and the Mendy objectives to try and get those guys, I've really enjoyed playing FIFA again, like playing 3 5 2 it cooks my players by the end of it, but I'm having fun trying to play in a style that you would never dream of playing in the weekend league. And if I've lost a game, I've not like really been wound up about it because you don't have to win to get the objective um, until mm. you get to the final stage. So it's more than knowing that you have to win and you're not ultimately in control sometimes about getting that win is the thing that, that winds me up the most. And the reason why sometimes I lose the plot. So spot on and exactly how I feel with that as well. Because it's a weird one, isn't it? At the end of the day, we're we're amateurs playing actually against guys who are the kind of top end, especially in the weekend league. So it is competitive. You you put that into kind of cricket or footballing terms kind of professionally and you can uh, see why we get so frustrated because we are playing above ourselves, I suppose. So I think he's spot on in that those objectives have made it fun and you can actually just enjoy the game again. Whereas weekend league is just not worth it. I've actually stopped playing weekend league for the last few, just because it's, I just get so wound up uh, and just so competitive with it. And that's, that's the frustration. So do you think it is partly to do with the fact that you're naturally competitive as a sports person? Absolutely. The, the whole point is like to win Mm. and it doesn't matter what you're playing. That's why they keep the score, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, it's just so frustrating. Weekend league yeah, is yeah, just yeah. not worth it. Yeah, no, I, I think there's definitely comes a time when that is a good thing to do. Like, just, just take a step away. And I always say to people, like, you know, if someone's finding things too much in foot, then, you know, why play what you're playing if it's not something you're enjoying or getting satisfaction out of? Because actually I want to play because I want to get a satisfaction out of winning in the style that I want to play. That I think that is actually something that people should maybe think about, especially at this point in time, if you've been playing very competitively all year and you think, well, actually, you know what, from now on, I'm just going to play high press through at the back and I'm not going to think about winning or losing. I'm just going to think about, you know, the games that I'm playing, the goals that I'm scoring and perhaps, you know, a bit of experimenting with tactics in terms of what works best and you have the most fun. I think that can be quite a good way of thinking about it. Tom, I wanted to come to you actually because your fifth highest stat on your card is composure. <laughs> would you would you say that composure is something that you maintain? I mean, you do get, right, comfortable elite finishes in yeah, weekend yeah, league, so the last, maybe it is. Yeah, the last three, four months have been elite three. That's normal now, but it's still, like the guy's saying then, it's still the competitiveness of wanting to get to the next level. And I think... Mm. I speak for every professional sportsman out there that whatever whatever you do in your sport, you want to win. I mean, even when I'm training, you're playing a five-a-side match, you want to win. And I think and everything you do, you want to do it to the best of your ability. So I think putting that into foot, it's even if I've got 23 and 7 or a 24 and 6, I'm still walking away going, I wish I got Elite 1 or Elite, mm. elite 2. Because in your mindset, as a professional, you're thinking, I need to win. I need to be the best. And you're just trying to be the best mm. at, at everything you can be. But And I think that's why I get, I get frustrated. And people do say that you've got to take 
once you get a loss, take a break and, and come back to it. And I think that is something that I've looked at doing. And if I, when I do get them losses, it's not an if, it's a when. Mm. So to take a break and if it's go downstairs, have a, have a cup of tea or watch TV for a little bit and come back to it, it, it definitely does help. I think it's mm. hard because at the time when you're losing, the first thing you want to do is get straight back into the game and win. I was actually going to ask you about that because it's something that as a footballer and as someone who plays sport each week as well, I'm quite aware of, you know, you come off a loss and you think, I really want to get back out there yeah. and play another game straight away, right? You want to, you want to right the wrong, essentially. Definitely. And obviously in football, you don't have the opportunity to do that because you've got to wait till your next game. Do you think you've almost come to appreciate that a bit more in football, that actually? Yeah. When you play football, I think if you lose on the Saturday, the shout is, oh, I wish there was a game tomorrow to, to win. Once you get, once you think it gets to Sunday, Monday, you you appreciate that there wasn't a game the next day and you can look at why you why you lost and things you can do next week to win. I think that's similar to Furt and FIFA. I think that moment in time is right, quick, let's play another game, another game. But I think the mm. best thing to do, and I'm sure the other guys will agree, is take a, take a rest. It's easy to say take a take a break because you, you want to get a win. But yeah, take a break and um, come back to it because it definitely does help. I definitely agree with all the points, right? Because it's like that, competence that you feel like you have right whether you feel like you're achieving something and mm. definitely that control because you know no one really wants to do something where they feel like they they're not in control of it like literally game glitches and animations that happen can really like spark that frustration even like mm. when i'm playing against some friends right and even actually you know, seeing my brother play as well because my brother literally loves fifa and he's smashed like two controllers out of it but you still play it at times you'll be playing online and you feel like you can't do anything because the game's just against you. And also because a lot of people will play FIFA like it's actual football, but the way the game's mechanics work isn't going to be the same as in football, right? So you're getting annoyed, let's say, with a certain player. You'd be like, if it was real life, this player wouldn't be able to make this kind of runs or score from this, from like outside the box, right, with an absolute howler. But, you know, need to remember going back again, being like, okay, this is FIFA. Where am I at right now? Or even like changing what you kind of view is um, important in the game. Like, what is achievement, right? Don't say achievement is a win or loss. Achievement could be like, let's say, trying out a new tactic in that way or a strategy. Or, you know, swapping some players around and then you'll have joy from that. Not like, oh, wins or losses because there's so much, there's so much things in FIFA that can just throw you off and then continue with that frustration. Yeah, and I think you made a good point there about whether having a footballing brain, if you like, or being a footballer especially actually helps in terms of being able to play FIFA better and it's something that I've often wondered and wanted to ask someone who's actually a professional footballer so perfect that you are here to answer this Tom does it mean that you're doing things which are perhaps actually not best on the FIFA field or does it give you an advantage yeah I mean a a small small maybe advantage I think the game mechanics do take over it and like I just said it's a lot of people and me the same the one everyone uses oh he's never catching him up it's like in real life and it's like well you've got to come out of that and think look it's it's not real someone's not going to score from the edge of the box in real life they might score it on, on FIFA so I think yeah it, it can it can help in the sense defensively I think it's tough to say reading the game but there's certain things I think do help it but I think the majority of it is it, it's it's not a massive advantage. If it is an advantage, it's it's, it's a tiny one. Mm. I'm sure you've got plenty of footballers you know who are terrible at FIFA. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 
so I've had to cut into this here because the discussion continued for maybe half an hour or so and we talked about management of stressful foot situations about protecting a lead in foot compared to in real football and Tom's experiences of that as well as handling pressure and Eddie's insights around the psychology of foot which are fantastic and fortunately it's great because we've got the extra time podcast made possible by all you supporters out there which will have that in it and that will be out within 24 hours of the release of this podcast for supporters and you can become a supporter for just three dollars a month over at bit.ly slash more pod so that's bit.ly slash more pod you get all the bonus podcast content that's double the amount of foot weekly podcast action we do now get into talking about current foot including summer heat there's plenty of good players out there at the moment and i review ibrahimovic and kessie and we discuss icons what we'd like to see in fifa 21 and much more but we do though say goodbye to eddie unless you're going to catch that extra time podcast so i will suggest that you drop him a follow over at sidecheck on twitter it's at p-s-y-c-h underscore c-h-e-k did just quickly want to say before we get into the second half there's plenty coming over these next few months as we build up to fifa 21 including perhaps not just one but two for information podcasts in the near future which i'm looking forward to putting out and don't forget we've also got those for information podcasts that you can listen to in the back catalog the most recent can be listened to by all patrons that's the league sbc method and then the other three we've got connection uh, picking players and work rates and me breaking down all the stats in the game and what they do the easiest way to get to those is bit.ly slash foot information so bit.ly slash foot information right plenty more to come even before that extra time pod let's get into the second half so we're into the second half and that means that we've had our foot weekly break something that Finney will be very aware of but perhaps not know much about until just then how was that for you from regular expenses to occasional splurges there's a lot to buy why not get cash back every time you spend with the PenFed power cash rewards card you get cash back on every purchase that's everywhere every time you use it You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit penfed.org slash powercash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Yeah, heard lots about it, expected a lot, and it didn't disappoint, I don't think. Yeah, these boats' company was just outstanding. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and uh, yeah, cricketers like a break, don't they? So It's uh... It's ingrained, it's ingrained into our mentality. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. we're going to talk about current foot stuff there's not loads to discuss so we won't be too long but what we've got to discuss is i think is actually quite good so we've had um, a number of objectives we've got the summer heat promotion at the moment which has been going really well and people have been really impressed Um, we've asked people who've been on over the past couple of weeks what they've thought of it and it's generally been uh, really positive Sam, have you got anything else to say other than it's been great? No, I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely been, as a Man United fan, having that Fernandes to uh, work towards has been mm. amazing. And yeah, who knows? Maybe they can kind of put these players into into the game cycles a little bit earlier next year. Um, I think Icon SBCs have definitely been missed and kind of make it more fun for the regular user. So um some really good players actually mm. that Kubo beforehand 
can't remember what card it was. Was it a Future Stars card? Yeah, it was, I think. I yeah. mean, it was just, it, it was a bit like Kent in a way. It came off the bench and it would just terrorise you. I haven't actually got it yet, but I'm looking forward to working towards that Kuba. Yeah, he's, he's one of the more straightforward ones to unlock too, so that'd be good. Tom, you've obviously been playing a bit of foot more recently, but you've got a very competitive team, of course. Have you, any of these players made it into your team? No, I'm definitely looking at Ibrahimovic. It won't be too hard for me to get the chem running with, with the icons I've got, so he's um, he's definitely one I want to want to use. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. And actually, I think Ibrahimovic is one of those cards where people uh, see this card and think, oh yeah, outstanding stats, but he's got, what, 47 ballots yeah, yeah. or something like that? And it's, it's something that I always hear people say whenever there's an Ibrahimovic card. Um, what I was saying, actually, I think I said it on Twitter, is people forget that this is a player who's 95 kilos. And I've come to realise recently, over the last year, I used to go on about body type, but it's all about the weight. The weight of a player makes such a difference. I think I first realised when I was using Hulk earlier this year, and he's not that tall, uh, he's he's obviously you know well built um, and heavy, but the power he can put into shots was was crazy. And uh, the thing about the Super Rich card is because he's ninety five kilos, he's basically heavier than I think any player apart from possibly, funnily enough, Maguire. I was noticing, and that means that in a physical challenge, he's just going to be able to hold off pretty much any player that he comes up against. And obviously, the balance is going to be a factor. But if you put engine on him, you know his dribbling is basically maxed out. He's got ninety one agility. You kind of have to look past the balance because he should have the 99 strength 99 aggression to to hold off players anyway and you know while he will go down in a way that doesn't really look like Ibrahimovic should go down in he is still a card that is going to cause a lot of problems I used him for how many games have I played in weekend league probably about 14 games and I was having a mare of a weekend league honestly I think this is probably the toughest weekend league I've played I guess we're reaching that point where only the most committed players are, are in there and playing and there's not so much to play for. And he was still banging in goals. I think in his first seven games, he got, he was 16 goals and eight assists or something. Mental. He was so good. And obviously he's got five-star skills, which is fantastic. Not quite the five-star weak foot, but his, his weak foot is fantastic anyway, because he's got this crazy shot power that he can put into shots. And he's also just a really nice player to use in terms of having fun on the game. Like he'll bang in volleys. The first goal he scored for me was like a flick up volley. He's got that, unique flick animation that he does often when he passes for some reason I don't know where that comes from but it looks really cool so you can play little flicks over the top and uh, it's just been a, a kind of pleasure to, to play with him and really put some fun into the game when although I wasn't you know not enjoying it I definitely think he's added that kind of extra bit of fun to the team you know I was talking last week about getting um, that red Messi very fortunately and he's just the perfect partner really to that Messi card and he's been he's been so much fun and maybe the one thing that I would add is you will have to get used to playing with him because you're unlikely to have played with a player like him or there just aren't any others in the game. And there are certain things which he does which no other players can do. And there are certain things he won't be able to do which your smaller, nippier players can. But you absolutely, if you get him, it's a great opportunity to learn it if you haven't already. The running scoop turn with him is just crazy because he's got such a big radius to it. And it takes him so far and he can beat players with it so easily. And the heel to heel as well. He just feels like a, I don't know, an adult playing football with some kids in the park. That is kind of his <laughs> his physique, even when he's coming up against the stronger defenders, you know, like sort of Sergio Ramos, Varane, etc. Don't seem to trouble him too much. And it's maybe only Van Dijk who causes him any problems physically. And I think considering he is relatively easy to complete and isn't going to cost you anything, and you've got that Kessie link, I really do recommend him 
more than probably any other card that I've used this year. He's loads of fun and he's free. You know, can't get can't get much better than that. Finny, uh, have you used any of these cards uh, over the past uh, week? Um, yeah, I'm currently taking a weekend off the weekend league to complete the Furlan Mendy left back and the mm. uh, Bruno Fernandez Cam 94. So I'm on the section of those. I've managed to do them both sort of hand in hand over the last couple of days, and I'm now on my last few wins with both to get the uh, to get the top rated versions, which look like really good cards just for grinding the game. So. Mm. They're both going to, I've sort of devised a team that fits both of those guys into it. And then, yeah, the Ibrahimovic, I think, I think one of the things that I want to try and do, especially now until the next game, is just try different things. So if you could play Ibrahimovic as a target man in a front two um, or a false nine with someone working off him, just something that's a bit mm. different to what I've played all year, which is like ticky tacker, twist and turn, like skill move fake shot stop shoot like sort of thing just something that's a little bit different so Ibrahimovic sort of perfectly fits that so um yeah I'm gonna look to try and get him done so I'm sort of bringing Martinez off the bench to try and get those Syria goals and wins towards the back end of a game so yeah just trying to juggle three objectives in one but which is actually quite a lot of fun whilst doing it yeah yeah uh, these objectives haven't been bad. Have you got any tips for people as you've been doing all those objectives? Well, I'm quite lucky that I did the Modric and the Militao SBC. So you can sort of box Mendy off into a corner with green links and keep green links with them. Mm. Um, and then Fernandez with Wambasaka on the other side. I was lucky enough to pack birthday St. Maximin as well. So he sort of does the the French stuff that you need to do up front with the four-star, five-star, or sorry, with the five-star, five-star, but with the objectives needs the four-star, five-star. So, um, yeah, I've been pretty lucky with the way I've been able to link my team between the two leagues. That means that I can get them done at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that is good. And I do think that's one of the great things about these objectives is you can complete quite a few of them at the same time. And in fact, you can probably complete maybe three or four simultaneously. I mean, I certainly found that fairly straightforward to do two. And uh, as I said last week, I did Kessie and I don't think I tried him. Maybe I didn't mention that I'd done him. But anyway, yeah, I've got the Kessie, the 94 Summer Heat, and uh, linking him to Ibrahimovic is a really good strong link. And it's a really, really good card. I mean, it's not surprising when you look at the stats, just outstanding all over the place. And if you put a shadow on him, which of course I've done, he's really good at left back, funnily enough, which is where I've put him. And I think Japes mentioned that last week. And uh, he's not got the the left foot, which is the only downside. But, you know, if you're looking for someone to swap with Mendy, if you want to play Mendy in the midfield or maybe even use him as a winger because he just has such outstanding stats, you can pretty much play him anywhere. If you want a bit of versatility, Kessie is someone who you can sort of swap around into the position that maybe you would have had Mendy in. He's very, very physically strong, but he's also technically phenomenal. I think the only thing that he's really lacking is a bit of agility, and that's about it. Maybe a bit of finishing. 83-ish agility isn't that bad at all. So uh, I've been super impressed. High, high work rates, four-star, four-star. Great to see them upgrading the skills and weak foots on, on so many of these players too. So yeah, it's, it's great. I, I like what they've done there in terms of bringing out that Kessie in order to link to Ibrahimovic because actually Ibrahimovic otherwise was a relatively awkward player to get into your team. Um, so that's good. And actually one of the things that I meant to mention earlier is the stamina on Ibrahimovic is low 70s I think 73 or something like that obviously he's not going to have the stamina that other players have and may struggle in extra time for example but actually I found him perfectly fine especially because he's got that medium low work rates he also doesn't 
tend to do super long sprints, you know, down the wing or anything. You can also, of course, put him on conservative interceptions if you're particularly concerned about having his stamina as high as possible throughout the game. But to be honest, I didn't really feel he needed it. Uh, he was absolutely fine, especially if you weren't starting him on low fitness. But really, he was absolutely fine. The other player that I wanted to talk about here is that Sarkard, the centre-back, he looks very, very good. Has anyone picked him up, given him a go or anything like that? I uh, literally complete every SBC possible. So uh, I just I just <laughs> yeah. really enjoy it. So, yes. <laughs> uh, so I've got him, but he's on the bench. He doesn't get in the side and I'm struggling to link him. So I will try mm. him out at some point, but haven't got around to it yet. But yeah, like I said, any any SBC, Ericsson's the only one I haven't done yet. So oh, um, there'll be plenty of listeners out there happy to find a kindred spirit on that. <laughs> one, I'm sure. Um, I've I've struggled this year to find a goalkeeper, a good goalkeeper who is French. But is it the Ariola? Is he French? Yeah, I think a good French goalie would have would help. Yeah, no, I mean if they give them five star skills as well, you can complete that eleven man five-star skill team with full chem, which would be a nice novelty as well, for sure. Yeah. It's one of my biggest regrets is not doing that uh, Pope SBC. Yeah, that's one of the only ones I didn't do. (laughs) One of the things that we've done in the last few weeks, uh, me and a group of guys at Middlesex, um, who's my club team, who love foot, we've done themed weekend leagues the last few weeks. And so we did a a Brexit one where you could only use English players for an entire (laughs) weekend. And then the next one was going to be a five-star skills, but we've done it in the top half of the pitch. You have to have five-star skills. But if I'd have done that Nick Pope, you could have somehow managed to get that full five-star team, which would have been amazing for yeah, a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only weird thing about this, Sar, is he doesn't have the five-star skills that the SBC that came out before has, <laughs> which is kind of strange. I don't know why they did, didn't just chuck that on him as well. But he uh, is a really, really good card because I say this not having used him, but because I used the last one and he was excellent, completely flawless, apart from, it's going to sound crazy because he was really quick, but he wasn't quite as quick as I wanted him to be. But with this card, he's basically maxed out if you put a shadow on him on pace and also defending and, and his physical is crazy anyway. Uh, 99 composure, 96 agility, 91 balance, 95 reactions. I mean, you know, it's a really, really good player. And I think... It's just that thing of how do you get him into your team? And I think the only option you've really got is getting that, uh, what's his name? La- uh, Cyprian, well, right? Well, and you've got Lala right back, haven't you? Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. So if on your right side, you can maybe work something out. And uh, there's also not any icon French goalkeepers, which would make things easier as well. So a few maybe holes to fill there for the Summer Heat promotion. Actually, I was going to ask, are there any players that you'd like to see get a card in the Summer Heat promo going forward? Yeah, Troy Deeney. <laughs> I'm not joking. Do you think they'd upgrade his skills? Because I think that would probably make quite a big difference. I'd love to see him doing like a Rabona or something. Yeah, the, the Rabona <laughs> or the the flip flap. Yeah, it um, would be interesting to see Troy Deeney doing that. But I'm a lifelong Watford fan, so and apart from the Ishmael Asar right wing card, there's not really any usable Watford players out there at all. So. Anything would be welcome, EA Sports, if anyone's listening. Can I get it in there? Yeah, anyone else for, for any players that you'd like to see get that? I'd like uh, Mbele from, from Barca, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, central yeah. card. So, He's like so a camel good. up front. I mean, actually, the link from him to my uh, red... I don't know whether I mentioned this, my uh, team of the season <laughs> message. <laughs> yeah, that's me, yeah. <laughs> That is a really good shout, actually. That's someone I'd definitely like to see. 
the other thing to mention quickly, and I don't know whether he's he's just not a popular player. Like you don't really see him as being someone that a lot of people are going to do. I mean, maybe Finney's done him, but <laughs> that Christian Eriksen. No, I've not managed him. It's, my team is such like a a finely intertwined. Like I've got four leagues in my team, so like one they have to be the perfect player to fit in now. So I'm trying mm. to be selective with the ones that I do or the SBCs that I do. But then all of a sudden I'll get sort of drawn into doing a prime icon SBC. <laughs> so I've done probably six of them now and I just wake up one morning and I think, do you know what, this could be the day where I get an amazing player. And I think so far I've got Skulls, Raquelme, Nakata um, and two other like Raul, who like sounds great, but is useless. And one more and Cliver as well, who's a bit of a donkey on the game as well. So yeah, every time I wake up and I think, oh, I've done these objective cars, I've ground them out, I'm going to try and flow them into a prime icon SBC and I get absolutely nothing. And the thing <laughs> is, at uh, this time of year now with all the different team of season so far cards, I mean, everyone has a really good squad. So um, actually prime icons, a lot of them aren't, like, like you said, aren't yeah. that usable anymore. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see like if you compare the team of the season card pool, if you like, to the prime pool. I mean, the prime icons are really like far behind the power curve now. I'd say most of them. There's probably only about what ten players that get into committed players like us, our teams, and uh, that does feel like maybe they should have introduced that prime icon SPC earlier in the year, and maybe just chuck in a moments at this point. I mean, your chances of getting a top quality moments player are pretty slim mm. anyway mm. i mean you're still looking at a small selection because you're not going to use someone like gigs are you and there's loads of icons that have moments versions that aren't actually that good you know like Enzaghi, etc so i really feel like they could just drop an icon moments sbc at this yeah, point like i've been i've been uh, making a man united uh, past and present and slightly future because i've got sancho team this season uh, in there as well, so I'm hopeful as a Man United fan, he signs. But Mate, he's not going to come to that rabble, is he? <laughs> he will, he will. But <laughs> Skull's moments, I know he's not great on the game anyway, but like he's 200k, and just to like use yeah. players like that and make it more fun, building teams like that at this stage of the game is has been something that I've enjoyed doing anyway. But um, it's amazing some of the players you see they just kind of dropped off a cliff didn't they in prices as soon as um, mm. team of the season came along it, like some of the players are so cheap now so it's amazing really how it's just changed in a couple of weeks yeah I mean it's great if you've got coins to spend there's so many different options for you to try and obviously with objectives and all those kind of things it is a really good time to experiment with different formations and tactics and things like that but also players and i know finney was talking about trying the, the target man thing i mean things like that that you maybe wouldn't normally give a go and uh talking of which i'm interested to know from you all just before we wrap up as we haven't had you on before what are the two should we say things that you'd most like to see changed for FIFA 21 I'll, I'll put this to Finney you first I think I'd like to see more grindable objectives like I mean it's a lot to ask for what we're getting now in summer heat at the beginning of the next game but I think a realistic or a few realistic players that you can grind towards by playing rivals that make it fun early mm. in the game cycle I think would be a good addition to it and would get people more involved in that whole side of things. And then aside from 
new servers or whatever people go on about. I think just a consistency in gameplay. You'll log on at different times in the day and it can feel like a completely different game that you're playing if you play it six hours apart. So just a consistency in that would be a great thing. I don't know how they'd go about that. I'm not technical-minded enough to think of that, but um, it's something Mm. that would make it consistent. Yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, Sam, what about you? I literally speak to Finney probably every week about these things. So uh, he basically stole (laughs) the two of mine. But yeah, from a gameplay point of view, it's just if it, if you know it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad. But sometimes it's just it is unplayable and it's actually kind of laughable. So that's just my frustration with it, and that's where you kind of lose the enjoyment out of it. From a content point of view, I think without repeating what Finney said uh, off the top of my head, maybe um, Icon SPCs because I think that's something that just gives kind of the regular user a chance to use the best icons before the game dies out and you're waiting for the next game. That was such a good thing that people can work towards their favorite player or whatever. And from a content point of view, I just want a David Beckham icon. That's the last request I want, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Not a Cantona? No, Beckham. Absolute, um, Mm. yeah, idle growing up. I like the fact that he probably had like a, a card that was maybe 86 rated from when he was, I don't know, in his 30s playing for PSG in midfield. I think yeah. as well. I mean, he was never he was never that high rated at that point. I think he was like a 78 rated player on FIFA, but I'm sure they'd make it 86 and, and it'd actually be quite fun to use. And Tom, what's the main thing that you'd like to change? I think the main thing, um, if there's one thing I could change, would be crossplay. I'd love to be able to pay people on Xbox from my mm. PS4. Like, amount of mates I get giving me grief. And it's like, okay, right. and like, oh, I'm on Xbox. It's like, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. okay, well, we obviously can't play, so that'd be good. And then just rewards-wise, I think, from from Weekend League, I think the amount of times I've seen a silver one person that in the last couple of months come up with, like, Ben Yedda, red pick, and I'm sitting there, I've got Elite 1 or Elite 2, and I'm picking up Chesney red pick and Summer red pick. It just <laughs> demotivates me. And I'm not asking for the best picks every week, don't get me wrong. I'm just asking 95 raid minimum if you're going to get in the top 100, say, or something like that. I think gameplay-wise, I think I should echo what the two lads said. I think just to keep it the same. Playing this morning and the gameplay was okay and I'm nervous to go on this evening because I think it's going to be totally different and that shouldn't be a thing. Get so uh, get so annoyed at the gameplay and use that as an excuse. As the yeah, it's never... I'm never not good enough. I should have been a 1,000 to know this year, honestly. <laughs> And these are all really good points that you've raised. We've really, I think, summed up most people's concerns with FIFA 20, I guess, and what we would like to see going into 21. As always, listeners out there, if you have any that you want to share with the podcast and you want me to share on the podcast and have discussed, do get in touch at footweeklypod or footweekly at mail.com. Let's say goodbye to our guests then. Tom, I know you're streaming, tweeting around the foot, but I guess... Finney and Sam, maybe less so. I mean, only when Sam loses a game, I suppose. That's quite regularly, though. <laughs> oh, where, where can people follow you, first of all, Finney, uh, on, on Twitter? I mean, not that you need many more followers. But. Uh, I, I'm at, at Finney Steve, so F-I-M-M-Y Steve, S-T-E-V-E. And yeah, I'll, I will post my team, actually. I'll, I'll send it. Once this podcast comes out, I'll... Um, 
I'll put my team there and anyone can reply or challenge me to a game or whatever. I'm I'm very open minded with that. So happy to teach anyone a lesson if they want. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till you get shot <laughs> so much by all this. Great. Well that, that sounds really good. And uh who else have we, have we got? Oh yeah, Sam. Uh where where can people find your um Twitter rants? Yeah, Twitter and Instagram are both the same at Sam Billings. Billings is B-I-L-L-I-N-G-S. Uh, yeah, I, I tweet a bit about that stuff and and also a bit of fantasy Premier League stuff as well. So like Finney, if anyone wants to tear my team apart or give me a game, I'm on Xbox, whereas he's on PlayStation. But yeah, I'd love a game. Great stuff. And then Tom, your Twitch we mentioned earlier, it's twitch.tv slash P-E-T-T-Z-S-T-A-91, I believe, because I've got it in front of me here. And you're on Twitter as well, too, without the 91. Tom, thank you for coming on. It's been fantastic to have our first pro footballer on the podcast. Thank you very much. Pleasure. And I will just slip in here, of course. You'll be able to hear all of these three on that extra time pod. There's bound to be loads of extra content from this week. It's been a long recording. Hopefully the uh, lengthy recording won't stop you wanting to come back for future guest appearances because it's been great to have you all love to really enjoyed it uh, it's great to hear and so then Finney thank you very much for joining us this week and of course being a patron of the pod it means a lot no worries it's a pleasure thanks for having me nice to actually have a chat yeah definitely yeah yeah and uh, Sam as well thanks for your support and, and yeah cheers on. really appreciate it thanks mate absolute pleasure keep up the content love it yeah absolutely no well thank you very much and this content is of course made possible by all you supporters out there so thank you very much and thanks to everyone who's listened this week a huge thanks as well to those icon patrons dave b alan g hunter b thomas alistair martin m chris w matt l anthony r dj fifa player david s hugh j robbie s tom b paul s yannick h Stephen F, Andrew L M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Damon H, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, David H, Harry P, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Adam W, Pobius, Jeff B, Andrew T, Lee A, Jordan W, Rich T, Roger D, Dan W, Jason B D, Matt H, Alexander H, Kieran M, Dean M, Sam B, Alan M, Savage P, at pace of a tortoise and Sam MG. A huge thanks again for your support and making this podcast possible. I'll catch you on the next one. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit penfed.org slash powercash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.